right, Leadheads, we are here. We are in Dallas at the 147th NRA Annual Meeting and Exhibits. And I got my little cheat sheet up there so I, I don't screw it up. <laughs> That's a lot for me to say at one time. And uh, my wingman for the NRA Annual Meetings and the official lead quarters of Talking Lead is here at the Eagle Import booth. We have Mike Sodini joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody. Yes, yes. So we had Mike on just a few episodes ago to get you guys uh, prepped and warmed up for things to come for this awesome event here in Dallas. Uh, this is day one, and we're just kicking it off, man. And the lead quarters looks great. So I, the signs that you that you got, the little LED signs. We got LED signs. <laughs> it's like awesome, a little club. Dude. It looks like a DJ booth. So. <laughs> Everybody's like, wow, that is so cool, man. And then we've got some banners. So we're, we're like setting it off here. So when you guys, if you guys uh, are here, we hope you come by and uh, check us out and say, hey, uh, we're going to kick off our interviews with uh, TriStar. Uh, it's just TriStar. TriStar Arms. TriStar Arms. Uh, we've got Ryan Bader here, and uh, Ryan's got some interesting uh, products that they're going to be telling us about here. And is this released at NRA? Is this new for? Yes, brand new for NRA. Okay, so you're hearing it here first, Leadheads. It's called the uh, TriStar Compact. It's a 12-gauge bullpup shotgun. Oh, wait. Okay, yep, go ahead. It's a 12-gauge bullpup shotgun. Uh, Overall length, about 30 inches. Barrel length, only 20 inches. So very compact. Uh, AK-style mags. Uh, Cool. Totally interchangeable with the Saiga products. So readily available to find drum or extended magazines all right what's the weight on that thing uh weight is about eight pounds okay uh gas operated uh loaded with uh features comes with uh, adjustable flip-up sights a carry handle that has rotating sights on it uh two magazines um it's choked so you can put in any style of bread benelli threaded choke you want okay um, that's good and msrp on this is going to be uh, 790 bucks 790 yeah msrp, MSRP. so MSRP. usually that means you can get it a little lower street price will be lower for sure unless they're the unatanium you know <laughs> well <laughs> we're aware of that uh we've got uh deliveries will start in uh mid-june Okay. And we've got container shipments coming every month after that. So we hope to, to make Good sure deal. we've got plenty of uh, product out there for everyone. Now, if they want to go take a peek at this, where can they go and, and check it out on so the interwebs? It'll be on the interweb next week at TriStarArms.com. Okay. Uh, it'll be on our Facebook page and Twitter page as well, uh, so you can find all the information out there. Sounds good. Well, and go why, uh, yeah. Real quick, why don't you tell just for the regular listener where they can pick up your products, like in any stores and then for the dealer who's a listener absolutely so for all the dealers uh this gun was picked up by every distribution house uh in the usa um uh any uh, anybody the consumer anyone looking for this if you go to our website and find the compact there'll be a buy now button uh that'll have two drop downs which will take you to two separate websites uh, any one of any dealer in the U.S. is plugged into these and can order directly from there, and it comes through a couple of our distribution houses. So, okay. uh, readily available, easy to find. Uh, jump on the internet, and uh, shouldn't take you too long. Very cool. Now I'm looking at it now, and you have this set up at your booth. It is. Yeah, we do have okay. a sample at the booth. Okay. Um, so I'll have to come break away and come check this thing out. I've got a picture right now that I'm looking at. It's really cool looking. It's a very kind of futuristic. Um, sort of looks like it came out of a video game. Yeah, something you'd see out of Aliens, Correct. Uh, the, the movie. But uh, it's got top rail, it's got a bottom rail, um, 
and the length of that barrel you said was 20 inches it's 20 inches yeah, gas okay. operated and then you can have a variety of different chokes absolutely uh and then the magazines you say are ak style magazines the rear uh what's the capacity on this so it's an imported gun so by batf law it can only be five rounds oh. but we will have 10 round we will have 20 round and there'll be drum mags available as well down the okay. road. Okay. And they're already out on the market. They're uh, there. You, yeah, you can buy secondary. Okay. It's very cool. And this is called the Compact 12 gauge. Is it got a is it got a cool nickname? It, yet? Not yet. Okay. We're so hoping you guys will come up for one. I was going to say that's something that the leadheads are good at <sighs> is uh, coming up with nickname. Check it out. Yeah, that is a badass gun, sir. That is. That is. So what's the uh, the process of, you know, somebody like me getting my hands on one of these to, like, do T&E or something like that? Well, we'll uh, get you hooked up with our uh, ad agency, <laughs> Chevalier Advertising, and uh, they'll get one over to you ASAP. That sounds good. Yeah. Now, TriStar, what are you guys known for? So TriStar is primarily uh, a shotgun house. We do yeah. have a, a smaller line of pistols, but for the most part, we've always been known as a hunting shotgun house. Uh, that's probably where our passion started. Uh, however, as many companies evolve we've gotten more into home defense and tactical um uh, we try and you know cover the board as far as uh you know shotguns go so this was kind of born out of a previous gun called the krx that we had which is more of an ak style gun Mm -hmm. you know where we're going to the bullpup ak style so uh it's it's kind of a new venture for us but something we're also very familiar with. Where's TriStar based out of? TriStar is based out of uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Uh, most of our guns, all of our guns, are actually uh, manufactured in Turkey. Uh, we have about seven different uh, factories over there, some of which we have partnerships with. Uh, others we just have contracts, but uh, all of which we've been doing business with over 10 years. So very reliable. Right. Uh, you know, R&D is done properly, et cetera, et cetera. He, yeah. He's actually uh, TriStar first of all we're friends so um, <laughs> but it, it, very similar to my company doing the same type of thing yeah bring in more. bring in the awesome guns that we wouldn't normally be able to have access to and correct into, into right. do country. everything yeah. but the manufacturing side but we're heavily vested in in the research and development uh we've already run oh, over a thousand rounds through this gun made our notes gone back to the factory met with them done some minor changes etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, we've got five samples coming next week we'll do 5,000 round endurance tests on these cool uh, so you know it's it's important for us that when we do bring product to market that it works it works well reliable and uh, fun to shoot and uh, give us that it's tristararms.com tristararms.com right? you can find us on facebook uh, and twitter as well okay and you said you can buy these you can go onto our website um, go to the home defense page there'll be a, a button for the compact It'll have the specs and everything, and there's a buy now button. If you click on that, the buy now button will have a drop down. It'll tell you exactly the price and what dealer nearest you once you enter your zip code right. that can get it for you. Very cool. All right, guys, make sure you check them out, tristararms.com. And uh, if you're at NRA, stop by the, their booth, booth number uh, 4908. 4908. And we've got, co- right we've got koozies to keep your uh, cocktails cold as well. So Very take cool. a koozie if you come by. Very cool. Ryan, we appreciate the time. Hey, thank you so much for having me on this morning. All right, Mike, we're going to be back with a lot more interviews, hitting them with the uh, I'm ready, baby. The lead quarters here. Uh, I don't know who's next, but uh, we'll go find them. <laughs> so, guys, we'll be back in uh, just a minute. All right. You like that, don't you? I do. Hey, our shirts are here, by the way. Did you see that? I didn't. Let's see what they look like. I haven't even seen them yet. Let's see what they look like. Woohoo! It's like Christmas. It's already open. <laughs> Somebody already took a peek. 
Oh, look at that. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's very cool. I wish I had a nice. social media girl, somebody to take a photo. Wish we brought some, <laughs> wish we brought somebody to do photos and stuff, right? No, you have a you have a good one. All right, let's get started. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back at the 2018 NRA annual meetings and something ex exhibits. Is that what they call them? It's it's a bunch of stuff going on here in Dallas. Is is what it is, <laughs> and we're amongst it. And uh, I got my co-pilot, Mike Sodini. Hello. Hey, hey. And we've got some interesting products we're getting ready to talk about, Mike. I'm excited about this. So we have Christine. You want me to say your last name? Sure. It, put it out there. Christine Rogers. She is with SnagMag LLC. And as you guys are listening, go to snagmag.com, and you can see the product that we're talking about. And, and then we've also got uh, Tony Stark here with Ultradyne uh, joining us. And they've got a cool product. Uh, got some muzzle brake and some sights that uh, it's going to really blow your minds on what they've got going on with that. Uh, so, guys, welcome in. Thank, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for having thanks, us. Thanks for being on. So let's talk about the snag mag uh, that you got here, Christine. Uh, talk us through this. Okay. Well, this is a uh, pocket holster for a spare magazine. Okay. So this was invented by my husband, who is law enforcement. Okay. And he was tired of uh, his magazine turning sideways in his pocket. He carries a Glock 19, and, and it's a pretty heavy magazine, and it turns sideways. It's uncomfortable. So at the range one day, he looked down, and he had a pocket knife in his pocket, and he thought, hmm, I wonder if I could invent something that uses the pocket knife and mm -hmm. orients it in the pocket for a nice, fast reload, and that's what he did. It took about two years of tinkering, and... It's fully patented. We've been in business for about five years. And, and there it is. So this is perfect for the, the civilian who's concealed carrying. Right. Obviously, if you're if you're a, a military guy or law enforcement, you're going to have your belt uh, rigs and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, because I'm always shoving mags down in my pocket and uh, always, you know, reaching down there trying to find them and, you know, got keys and stuff down there and fumbling, farting around. So uh, this makes it really quick, really easy to... Uh, to orientate and then get your mag in and out really quick. Exactly. Uh, it's lightweight, super lightweight. Uh, it's smooth, so it's not going to be cutting or ripping your your pants. Uh, I tried it tried it on a little bit ago. I'm wearing jeans today, but I mean this thing is you could wear your dress pants too, and uh, it would work just as well with your dress pants. You got on dress pants. You tried it, didn't you? Dress pants. <laughs> you got. I'm, I'm wearing a suit. A suit. Uh, yeah, you're dressed. Your dress pants. Your dress pants, man. That's what we call it in the South. Dress pants. So the big trick is these, uh, there's two built-in snags, and it's designed to snag the fabric on the draw. So it's designed to, as you draw, instead of from a pouch, you would draw straight up. Mm -hmm. uh, this is designed so you just pull to the rear, almost like you're elbowing somebody behind you. Mm -hmm. You're just engaging those snags to the back of the, right. fa the fabric of the back of the yeah. pocket, and that's what keeps the holster in place. So uh, you're going to need to practice with it. Yep. You're going to need to get your, your motion down, but, I mean, it's like anything. Any new gear, new kit you get, you want to practice with it, take it to the range, uh, and try it out. But, yeah, I mean, after like three or four times I had it down Absolutely. It was, it was ready to go. But you, you make these for pistol magazines. We do. 380s, 9mm, 45s, 40s, single stack, double stack. We have 57 models that cover over 80 popular pistols. And if we don't have your model, we do custom adjusting at no extra charge. Oh, nice. 
Very good. So we got to get we got to get some stuff going with Eagle here. Yeah, that would be great. You know, they've got a full line of. I mean, you can see. Yep. Bursa, Nines and thirties and forty fives, yeah. and yeah, you know, with the Bursa and the Grand Power and the Metro Arms, and how, how do you I mean, uh, how do you market? How do you sell that? Like, wait. so we are online. We've been we've had our online store at snagmag.com for five years. Um, we are at Glock Store. Uh, we're on Amazon, so you can find us there as well. Um, we're in gun stores all over the country, so lots of little mom and pop shops, lots of uh, firearms instructors, uh, off-duty police officers love this product because. You know, they yeah, don't want to have anything on their sense. belt. Yeah. So it's concealed. How much is it? What do they roughly run? Thirty-four ninety-five is retail. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad. So do okay. I talk about a show special that we're oh, running? Oh, are you is running a okay? show special? We're running a show special. Yeah, absolutely. So if you type in in all caps NRAAM twenty eighteen, it'll give you seven dollars off of your order. Oh, Each nice. snag mag actually. So okay. and how long is that gonna off. go? We'll run that for about two weeks after the show ends. About two weeks after the show. Okay, so this is going to air after the show. Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly when. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Leadhead, you may get it. You may not get it. We'll, we'll post some stuff on social media, too. Perfect. We'll take some pictures okay, and, awesome. and post some stuff yeah. for, for them to take advantage of that. But, uh, yeah, very cool. Um, what are plans? Uh, you got plans for rifle mags or anything like that coming up? Do you know? <laughs> it's funny. I mean, they're not going to fit in the pocket, but I mean. Right, right. Um, my husband has about five million ideas in his head. Um, this was the first thing. When he invented this, he basically made one for himself and a buddy. No intention of this becoming a business. Uh-huh. And people in the industry got a hold of it and encouraged us to get a patent. And it just kind of you know, I've heard a lot of so. a lot of companies have started that way. Yeah. A lot of former military law enforcement guys that just did stuff that they needed that fit their particular need, you know, for whatever mission or you know they were at they were at, and they made it. Their buddies liked it. Their buddies told a buddy, and then they started a you know absolutely. So he's amazed that anybody even likes it and wants to buy one. But <laughs> I this is no, my is wheelhouse. Awesome. Yeah, I've that. seen a I've seen a, a similar mm-hmm. one that's magnetized right we're the original we we came yeah. out um, well i'm just saying the, yeah it, i like this better um just the fact that it's not it's not the magnet and um it's got a better retention system and you've got to stop there where the the magazine can only go down so far exactly you know and, and that's what i like about that as well so right, well we cool. like it i'm really proud of of, of the product and uh, yeah. we make it for right and left-handed shooters so every version right, you make, we do have you make different right. colors we just we just, just have kidding. the black, but but uh, so make sure you guys go check them out snagmag.com and uh, you can email them at snagmag at live.com. Correct. Very cool, Christine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. So hang out. We're gonna okay, we're yeah. gonna talk with uh, Tony Stark <clears throat> here uh, with with uh, Ultradine. 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 Yeah. So tell us what you got going on there. Well, Tony. first I want to say, Christine, as a three gunner, if you ever did a rifle mag pouch that goes in your back pocket, mm-hmm. I would take that. Okay. Because. We always need extra mags. Okay. And you don't always want to slide them on your belt and get all that. So, so you had one that slid in the back pocket. That's a yeah, good idea. I take one hey, I, I've got something in the works right now, too. So, Awesome. So, yeah, awesome. We'll, we'll get on that. Right on. Tony Stark's always innovative. I know. <laughs> you know he's I'm, he's I'm always so inventing stuff. <laughs> yeah, so um, so what we have here is, uh, you know, we, we started out, we wanted to build iron sights. Um, you know, it was a category that interested us. They're small precision type components um, and uh, specifically backup iron sights. And so we started out uh, down the path of designing the very best iron sight that we could come up with. And 
we wound up doing a few things along the way to solve some problems. Um, you know, we have a, a great windage knob on the side. Nobody's got that. Everybody else is kind of reaching over the top. Uh, it's very ergonomic. Um, we use an aperture in the front sight, which is a little different than what you see most of the time. Um, we're pretty much the only ones out there that are doing this out of the box. You can buy one or two. There's like a crosshair aperture you know, pin you can buy. But this is actually MOA dimension front sight apertures. And it's taking essentially from the Olympic biathlon type crowd. And uh, what you find out if you talk to these folks is that the, the dual aperture where you're centering a circle in a circle is a lot more accurate and a lot faster because Makes our, sense. our yeah. brains, for whatever reason, if you try to ask a brain to circle, uh, if you ask, try to ask your brain to center the tip of a line inside of a circle, that's not as fast as just another circle inside the circle. And then the other thing is apertures are actually you know, optical devices. See, so, I mean, cameras, they bend light. And when you have a, a front aperture, um, it's really easy to see when you're aligned because if that target is in the middle of the aperture, it'll be brighter. If you're a little off the side, you know, the edges of the aperture are dim. Mm -hmm. um, and these are all techniques that, again, like the Olympic shooters, biathlon shooters, they all use these types of techniques. And it's kind of surprising to us that you've never seen this in a foldable backup iron sight form factor. It just makes a lot of sense. Um, unlike a red dot sight, it doesn't cover up your target. Um, and when we give these people of all skill levels, um, they can do some really great things with them. So, so we started out, you know, we built this site. Uh, we did some other things. We're windage adjustable on the front site in addition to elevation. We've got, a, we've got a neat elevation adjustment. Of course, people won't be able to see this, but I'll show you guys. You kind of press down the housing, and you just twist the pin with your fingers. Oh, that's easy. So that's the front post side. Yeah. He's, just, he's just manipulating it with his, with so his fingers instead tool, of having a tool. Yeah, toolless adjustment. And then we're windage adjustable on the front site which means you use all the zeroing happens up front. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got windage on the rear, but of course they expect you to zero with that windage and apply windage with it. I mean, yeah. it, you get confused as to where you are. You use up a lot of your travel on some of these rails are not exactly straight. Um, <clears throat> so getting everything zeroed up on the front site uh, made a lot of sense to us too. And to our knowledge, we're the only ones doing that. So we built these great sites. Uh, in our opinion, great sites, and we uh, we started looking at uh, at the guns they were going on, and we realized really quickly through some through some experiments we did that the rails weren't really an ideal place to mount a sight. There's a lot of deflection on those. The military actually has a new spec out right now. They know this is a problem, and so they're trying to get their uh, vendors to supply rail systems with less deflection, um, and so. The, but you know we kind of look back and you know for years upon years you put the sight on the barrel you know because that's where the barrels pointed is you want your sight to point where the barrels pointed and uh, when you put it on a rail you know these rails these days are literally not intended to move with the barrel they're free float free yeah. float handguards I mean yeah. they're, they're not supposed to move with it so basically um, we realize if we're going to build these great sights we want them mounted on the barrel and so. We started looking how to do this. You'll see uh, see guys like Patrick Kelly. Those guys, you know, they'll use Patrick a, a bar you know, yeah, they'll use a barrel clamp out there on the end. But then you're restricting yourself to like a .750 barrel profile. You know, something that's the same to the diameter of the gas block. Have and you got? Have you ever gotten that to him? Like, uh, yeah, I have talked to him. We're 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 working on shipping stuff out now. We've yeah. only been shipping product for three weeks. Okay, so we just oh, okay. we just got going here. 
Um, as a company? Or as a company, okay, yeah. Okay, so you guys are brand new. Brand spanking new. We uh, we just got into Brownells. Brownells put us up three weeks ago, and Midway, uh, we started last week. That's so, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, huge. Yeah, it was three years of development for this stuff, so it's kind of wild right. uh, when you start out with you know, prototypes and, you know, in a small shop and, and you get to the point where it's like, wow, now my stuff's on the front page of Brownells. That's yeah. really Christine exciting, can relate so. to that. That's awesome. I yeah. remember our, w- one of our favorite memories is, you know, starting small and orders all over our house and we just yeah. had to eat yeah. on the kitchen floor with my two boys. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Just, yep. it's, it's yep. exciting. That's yeah, really cool. Congratulations. A, thank you very much. It's a lot of fun. So how many, how many people in the company? Uh, we're very small, handful of people right now. Yes, Tony um, Stark, uh, uh, Captain America yeah. is in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the horror is that no? Yeah, we don't yeah, let Bruce him. Banner. We don't let him put stuff together. Bruce Banner, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, the uh, so uh, yes, we're small uh, in terms of yeah what we have in house now. Everything though is made in the USA. Um, we assemble everything in house. We do all quality in house. Um, we inspect, you know, we're basically using uh, job shops out there, qualified job shops. It's hard to find a good one yeah. uh, in terms of guys that, that can machine stuff very accurately. To the, You know, these sites are, people think of an iron site as, okay, that's, that's you know, been around forever. But there's a, lot, be of, hard to do, a yeah. lot of tight tolerances and small right. parts involved in this. A lot of our stuff runs on Swiss machines, 5X and CNC. And so, uh, but yeah, we do all final assembly in-house, packaging in-house. What are our price points on these? So the uh, the sites a uh, set of sites is going to cost you around two fifty together two seventy five, um, and then when you're looking at the total package, which includes a muzzle brake for the best stuff, you're looking around three fifty three sixty. Around three fifty so, three sixty. Yeah, and I mean so. this is high quality stuff here, guys. Too. Yeah, um, and that's you know we get a lot of comments about price, like what you know, like I can go on Amazon and I can buy a set of sites for twenty bucks. Well, that's not the same thing. No, you know, it's. it's this is a different level of uh, precision and, and shooting here that you're getting into. Yeah, and if you so want if you want to be good, then you you know you want to buy the good stuff, and this is the good stuff right here. Yeah, the uh, the brakes are something that took took a long time to develop. You know, as I was saying, you know, we realized we need to get the sight on the barrel. We really quickly got from clamps don't work to mm-hmm. let's integrate the mount into the muzzle brake. And um, so all of our muzzle brakes are compatible with what we call Dynamount, mm-hmm. which is our accessory mounting system. Anything you want to put on the end of a barrel that needs to be on the barrel, um, you can uh, use that. It's got indexing pins. You can actually set these up as offset sights too, at uh, 45. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, the brakes, we've got three models there. We have a uh, linear comp. It's kind of our low cost option for people that want to get the sight on the barrel. It runs about 50 bucks. And then we've got Mercury, which is a uh, smaller, smaller size uh, with 90 degree ports. Mm-hmm. So you know the highest performing brakes these days, the ports they point backwards a little bit, and that's not quite as polite to the rest of the line. Yeah. Um, and so Mercury is kind of an in between. It's it's got great recoil performance, but the ports are at 90 degrees, and it's a little little smaller of a brake. You know, somebody just wants a lightweight sure. option. And then what you're holding there in your hand uh-huh. is our flagship brake called Apollo. The Apollo. Apollo. I see a theme uh, here. Yeah, yeah, and we've got some exciting astronaut ships. Yeah, our uh, we're going to release the test numbers on the Apollo here in a couple weeks, but um, you know, there's there's a big brake test out there. Uh, You probably see the Truth About Guns test, and so we've run Apollo against the winners of that test, Mm -hmm. and um, 
like I said, I don't want to steal our own thunder, but <laughs> we've got some really good news uh, news on that front. So very good. Took a lot of lot of testing, a lot of prototypes. Well, to make it good, you got to test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to get it right. Yeah. Now, now, Mike, do you want to pick his brain about uh, the the process? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to learn about CNC machines and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it's it's yeah. uh, it's it's a whole other universe. Yeah, and a whole other ecosystem of vendors. You know, it's machine shops. They really run the gamut. Uh, the best ones, though, they the guys running them started out as machinists. You know, that's yeah. one thing I've learned. Do you have an engineering background? I do. I, I do have an engineering that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's Tony Stark. That's a good start. MIT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> D- trying to be like a kid from Jersey that didn't know anything about. <laughs> you know, we like, got it's those horrible. guys around too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't teach me about it, anything about in, uh, machining and engineering school hardly, though. It's like, you know, you learn a lot of theory, but when it comes to the practical stuff, and, and you know, we've hired engineers out of school. And uh, they have a rough time, like once once you hit industry, because it doesn't. You're not necessarily really well prepared with the school side. You learn the math, and you can learn, you know, a lot of the a lot of the theoretical stuff. But when it comes down to, hey, how do I get this vendor to ship my stuff on time? They don't teach you that in school. Right. right. <laughs> Definitely not engineering school. So, so it's a it's a challenge. So you you're working on working with some CNC shops well I, you know I'm, I'm building my own gun with Rob Pincus the Avidity Arms gun and I'm just you know I'm, I'm yeah he's just comparing his experience with other people's experience yeah, yeah. it's just years so when he does it again you know <laughs> yeah. no it just it fascinates me like it, even your story like just like you said just making something you know that has to be machined eventually or you right. know yeah. with angles and design for manufacturing yeah, yeah. That, that's what you gotta google yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Well, these yeah. are cool. These are really good sites, man. I mean, you can just tell that these are these are high quality. And I've got to try the circle on circle. I've never tried that before. I just got a new eye, so Ooh. yeah, nice. you know. So uh, I haven't taken it out for a test drive yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, these are cool. So uh, the website where people can go. And so ultradyneusa.com. Okay. Um, and then we do have a little uh, kind of underground promotion going right now. If if someone wants to buy our stuff from Brownells or Midway. And they send us email at info at ultradyneusa.com. Just forward us your receipt, and we will send you free uh, extra apertures. Because, you know, we make different size apertures. You can pick the one you want, nice. and we'll send it along for you. Very cool. And nice. since we're on radio, I want to do one. Like, we have a sound effect. Oh, okay. Use. So we spent, I, like, I need the payoff. Because the click <laughs> of these sites, you can hear that, right? Yeah. The click. Yeah. We spent the better part of a week getting that click right. And so since we're on radio, you know, I can just, boom, we can hear it right there. That's right. So that, that could be your advertisement. Yeah, right when there. When people hear that, boom, they know they're going to be talking about the yep. Ultradines. Yep. That's cool. So we do uh, uh, specials for our listeners from time to time. Uh, I know you're running an NRA special, but like I said, this probably won't be released until, you know, two, three weeks after. Just depends on how many we do and, and sure. like Shot Show. I'm still releasing shows, uh, interviews from Shot Show. Are you wow. really? Wow. Yeah, so we did so many. Um, wow. But uh, if you guys were inclined, if you wanted to do like a discount for our listeners, um, they would love that. They we'll would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, like right now when they hear this. Oh, right now. Yeah, well, they well, could. They could. They use that email deal. address and yeah. say we're a leadhead, and then you could hook them up with. with yeah. Something. Um, well, we'll give them two free apertures. There you that? go. We'll so go to Brownells. Yep, and if you forward us your uh, your invoice, yep. we'll send you two. There, if you're a leadhead, 
Leadheads only. So the only people listening to this, the podcast right now get the, the two apertures. Okay. If, if you want to type in on the checkout, at checkout. Leadhead? Leadhead, all caps, one word. Then you can have uh, 20% off your purchase, your entire order. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's Absolutely. great. How did you know it was a leadhead? Did Tia you, tell you? You said it. Okay, yeah. That's the one we use with everybody's leadhead. Oh, really? Yeah, across the board. So I just try and, I try and pick something that has to do with, you know, with who the, you are. Who so, we are, yeah, yeah. who you're affiliated with. Then I know it's your listeners that are purchasing. Exactly. So I know who, where to send the thank you card. Exactly, yeah. Very cool. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, two great products. You got the snag mags. You got the Ultra. Do these have some names for your sites? And yeah, so that's the C4 site. The C4 site and then the Apollo uh, muzzle brake, yep. the Mercury. And Athena. And Athena. Was yep. there a ship, a spaceship called Athena? These are all from the space so program. You're just, these okay. are all names from the space program. Okay. I thought, I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Did you want to be an astronaut when you grew up? I certainly did. I did too. Awesome. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. Was, Me too. I wanted to go to space camp yeah. when no, I was younger. No, I still... Uh, I yeah. I still do. Yeah. Yeah. I still. Like, do. I'd go in a minute. Go I got my minute. degree in aerospace. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I did. I did uh, started off with uh, pro pilot, and then I went to uh, to admin. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But that cool. was my ultimate goal. Is I wanted to, you know, like Lockheed Martin or something like yeah. that. But yeah. you know how life goes. Yeah. When I was in second, I'm doing a podcast now. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here with Mike Sodini and Eagle Imports. Talking guns. When you were in second grade? Oh, I was, yeah. When I was in second grade, I, I talked to an astronaut, and it was like over from there. You know, yeah. it's just you, you're so. Which you're, one? Which one did you talk to? So his name was Jerry Ross, and he's actually at one point he had the record for the number of flights on the shuttle. Uh-huh. I think he was like seven or something like this. But he was he was a construction guy, They're building stuff in space. That was his specialty. Very cool. Nice guy. Uh, I used to work for a company, uh, and the owner, his daughter is Ray Seddon, which okay. Ray uh, has been on the space shuttle. Yeah, neat. She's neat. a teacher, I think, at Vanderbilt Okay, right okay, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, have you been down to Houston, down there to the Space Center? I haven't been that? to Houston, no. They, I've been uh, to Florida. I've been to They to, have uh, a really Beach. cool, cool setup down there. We yeah, down that's, there. that's on my bucket list. I want to get down there and do that. But you can see uh, Historic Mission Control. They're remodeling it, actually. And you can see where they had the Apollo missions where they sent man to the moon. Oh, cool. And they, when we were there, they had some of the, the mission controllers there. You yeah. talk to those old guys. And they're just normal guys. Yeah. It's just, like, they were, I mean, they were heroes, but you just talk to them. They're like, hey, you know, let me show you the fish I caught last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, guys. We're going to be back with more from the uh, 2018 NRA annual meeting here in Dallas. And it'll be a surprise. I don't know who we got up next. Could be anybody. Whoever might find a bunch of people here now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Thank you. All the time. Next time I live in Vegas. Ah, stones, stone skip. I'm in Vegas a lot. Yeah. Come on, next time here, let me know. Okay. We'll go. If you don't want to mess up your hair. uh, Oh no, I don't. I I mean, you got it perfect right now. It looks good. That was like this. Wake up and throw some stuff in. Right. It's an easy day. Dallas is nice. Dallas is it when it's not raining. I, I don't mind the rain. rain you know, it's nice. Look, it keeps it cool. Phoenix. It's the same thing in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. I mean, it's so dry there. It's nice to actually have a, a little break. Yeah, it's humid here, though. Yeah. That's the one issue. So we have that humid, you know, when you talk about So we have that monsoon season. Of course, I go Arizona, such dry heat. Right. Yeah, until you hit July and August, and it's 80-some percent humidity at 110. Whew. And the roads become like ice because of the rain, like and people don't know how to drive. It's crazy. Oh yeah, worst yeah. drivers on the planet. Because yeah. all the dust, the rain hits that's so like. It, well, the, 
There's slippery. so much water because of runoff. Because it usually when it rains, it's such a, it's like a torrential downpour. So it's just such a rush of water that everything floods out. Right. And people, it's like they're driving on ice. They have no idea what they're like. I'm like, you live in Minnesota the whole year. How can you not drive? That's a typical Tennessee driver any any day right there. Oh, yeah. they're, they're terrible there. Yeah, they're horrible. Oh. All right, guys, we are back at the 2018 NRA in Dallas, the annual meetings and conventions. And it's the 147th, uh, no less. And uh, this is this is still day one. We're just getting started, waiting on the uh, the prez and the vice prez, the Veep, to show up. Uh, they'll be rolling in uh, any time now. Uh, got my wingman, Mike Sedini, here with me. How's it going? I'm just looking at that watch you got there, man. What? That's a Nixon. That's a Nixon? Yes. Okay. I'm not familiar with that. Is that is that like a big name, big brand name? I mean, we only we only do we only do Smith and Bradley or Defy here at Talking Lead because they are the official wristwear of Left Hand of Talking Lead. (laughs) I wish I knew a guy that could give me one of those. Uh, I I wish it just so happens we're giving away some watches here this week at the NRA. So if you're a Leadhead, make sure you come by and uh, you might walk away with a nice watch. Not a Nixon though. Is is that what it's called, Nixon? I I don't know. I, I don't know what you're doing here. I feel like you're. You busting my balls, or you like? That? <laughs> no, <laughs> I do a like that. I'm giving a plug for Nixon too, but <laughs> no, it's look, a pretty blue. These like watches it. look great when you're holding your Bursa, Graham Power, Graham Power. Mac, Llama. I mean, any of the Eagle or maybe that Pantera brand. that. <laughs> if you ever got a Pantera, it would look really good with that watch. Yes, yes. Yeah, There's you know. There's a Pantera sitting in there. It's a nice one. I know. Smooth. I mean, they've got one for display, but I just somehow I can't get one in my my possession. You know, I, I don't know. Well, what once it is. again, go to iTunes. Um, full catalog. Get your Pantera. It's Actually, all right there. Just take that one out of the case. It's yours. It just walk gift. away. It's yeah. safe. Yeah. Griffin said he could have it. No problem. Yeah. Don't. That's a sore subject with him. <laughs> Do not. Yeah. He so he's just looking in the case. He goes, "Check out my Pantera." I'm like, "Wow, that's nice. It's smooth." It is. They are really smooth. So joining Sedini and I, uh, we've got Jay Gradina. Is that right? Yes, sir. Gradina. Gradina. Uh, not Gur. It's Gur. Gradina. It's G R D I N A. Correct. I couldn't afford the vowel. <laughs> so, a little closer to the mic. Don't be afraid. It's not. It's not real. It's not a real big black thing. You, you'll be okay. <laughs> it's a little early in the morning. It won't right? hurt you. <laughs> it won't hurt you. So, Jay is with Ammo Incorporated, yes, Ammo sir. Inc. And uh, you guys are unleashing some new stuff here at NRA this week. So, I mean, we usually uh, everyone's really excited about our street product. And streak we call visual ammunition. So we try to start a new category called visual ammunition. Very similar to tracer ammunition. Tracer is great. It's fun because you can see it. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is it's an incendiary, meaning it's on fire and it catches everything on fire. Indoor ranges pretty much banned. Most right. of the states. I live in Arizona. Definitely banned in Arizona because it's like tinder. It catches everything on fire. Burn and the, the other issue down, with yeah. it is even though you can see where you're shooting, it gives up your point of origin as well. So for military, it's great because they can track where their shots are going. But the flip is... They can see where it's coming from. Absolutely. It gives up the point of origin. Our product is an incendiary. So it's not on fire. doesn't generate any heat. doesn't need heat to actually generate the glow. Actually, the illumination comes from the detonation of the, of the round. The light that's emitted actually charges the glow, the phosphor material. And you can see it for the whole entire path of its trajectory. Pretty amazing. Cool. As well as you can only see it from behind. Huh. So it doesn't give up your point of origin. Doesn't touch your barrel. It's bio-friendly, non-hazardous, completely safe and non-effective on your on your weapon. So it doesn't 
gum it up, mm -hmm. no no wear or tear, completely. This is like a phosphorus type material? So it's a phosphor material that's applied with an epoxy on the back of the projectile. It's pretty amazing. I'm so we, we yeah. launch it We launch it right now. We Let's call it shoot street, the shit right now. <laughs> and Let's you know what? It's it different. Now. It's great because it now you legally. can actually see where you're shooting. And everyone goes out with a couple people when they're shooting. They go target shooting, yeah, sports yeah. shoot, whatever it is. And usually it's you're not engaged. When one person's shooting, look, I'm old. I can't see, you know. 50 yards, you know, 70 meters down the range. Mm -hmm. So you back and forth, back and forth. Now you can see what the person's shooting, or in my case, what I'm missing. Right? Now, does this work daytime? You can No. So daytime is, is a little difficult. Light. So we indoor range, phenomenal indoor. Nighttime, literally, it's when you shoot it out of a gun, it looks like a plasma stream. We call it Star Wars. Everyone goes pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you can pull up some of the stuff on YouTube under streak, and you'll see stuff that's unreal. Well, speaking so, of Star Wars, today is May 4th. So may the 4th be with you. Everybody, mm -hmm. uh, the fourth, <laughs> <laughs> the fourth is strong. How, how, this one, you, you how, think one how, day were you, were you just doing a Yoda? Yeah, yeah do it. <laughs> you got to do. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. <laughs> Perfect. How did you get involved in the industry? So you know that's a that's a good question. So there's three of us who actually founded um, Ammo Inc. And it was we're business guys. You know we saw an opportunity. There was a company that was uh, having some financial issues. Um, they had a manufacturing facility in Payson, Arizona. Make great product, great IP, great technology behind the product. Have one of the top five test labs in the country, inclusive of the manufacturing facility. Um, we came into position. We sat down with the bank. We bought the position out, foreclosed on the assets, and then kind of went to town. You know, the first thing we did was Jesse James. You know, we did a Jesse James line of ammunition, mm -hmm. Jesse James Black, which I'm sure everyone's seen, which is great. You know, originally it was like, oh, we're going to make this persona of Jesse. It's going to be this black ammo that's really cool. And then we also found out because we put the TPD code on it, it actually had enhancements for performance. Super easy on your gun because it was so slick, less drag coefficient. So everything kind of worked out for us. Um, we launched two different lines with Jesse. And then we started our ops line, our one precise shot, which is our frangible line. Mm -hmm. um, launched that out, phenomenal product. Stealth for suppressor, uh, so our subsonic rounds. And then we launched Streak in December and Streak just kind of launched our company. And, and that's the phosphorus. Yeah, that's a, that's a visual ammunition. And Streak really took off. And now we're taking Streak and we're applying to all our different product lines. So at, the, at this show, we're launching Night Ops, which is our frangible line with okay. Streak technology on the back of it. Frangible uh, ammunition. So now you can tracer. see. Tracer. Yep. Yeah. So well, I was, was going to say incendiary. It's not incendiary. It's non-incendiary. Non-incendiary. So it's yeah, great traceable. because yeah. you look at military and law enforcement, they can only train indoors with a frangible. Right. Yeah. So now, for training purposes, our streak product works better than anything. You can literally sit off someone's shoulder and see exactly. So what how do you talk? So if I take this to my range, how do I convince them that this is non-incendiary? It's not going to burn the range of them. They'll let me shoot it there. They won't take your word for it. <laughs> Probably not. No. So <laughs> no, my guys. <laughs> usually, one of the easiest things. I mean, just like I said, you go on YouTube. There's so many organic videos of people shooting out there, as yeah. well as on the box. Clearly states it's not an incendiary round doesn't generate any heat blah 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 we have literally videos of a butane torch on the back of it hitting the back of the projectile the lead will actually melt out and you won't even see our, our epoxy score so very very safe and what um, um, what calibers are you doing this in right 9, now? 9 40 45 uh, 10 357 38 44 magnum right now okay are you gonna be doing rifle we're doing the rifles as well so we'll launch um, you'll see it come out of 300 308 usually you know when you get in like the 223 556 it's moving at 3,000 feet per second yeah your eye can only visually see at about 1100 feet per second 1400 kind of at the max depending mm -hmm. on your eyes so slowing it down isn't really effective but through night vision and it's something we work with the military on right now. So floor devices and night vision, you can see our product. You know, they're seeing it, you know, five to 700 meters out with night vision. And do you have colors? 
So we launched it in red right now. Uh, we also have green in development, and then we have an uh, orange as well. So we're first thing we do, get down the market, get everyone comfortable with the red. And we like having multiple colors because when you load your magazine, if you load your first two rounds in red and the other ones in green or vice versa, you know that when you're shooting, all of a sudden you see that opposite color that you only have another round in your mag yeah. and it's time mm -hmm. to change. Yeah. Can you, is it possible to do like an infrared? So infrared, yes. So you can do it. I mean, you can post, but it's not much. There's not a lot of heat generated from it. Yeah. That's that's the one thing. So you're just going to see the traditional what you'd see coming out of a projectile. Mm -hmm. And that's one of our biggest things because we never wanted to generate heat because then you start getting the incinerate aspect of it. Right. I was just thinking for, for the military use yeah. and the goggles so, and everything that they have. So we work directly with the military right now, and they're pulling out, here's the goggles we want to manufacture this with to yeah. coincide. And we've been really successful with it. Cool. So how do you get, how, like, what... All right, you make this great ammo, and then how do you get it to the market? Like, where do you? What are your channels? I have unicorns. <laughs> the unicorns and unicorn. leprechauns. <laughs> do, do unicorns build guns? Because I. So you know, so we distribute through all the, the regular retail channels. Um, where you'll see us going in Bass Pro and Cabela's okay. right now. We're just launching through there. We're in Dunham's, Dicks. Um, Pretty much all the all the sportsmen, sportsmen's warehouse, you sportsmen's, sportsmen's guys, and you'll see us online as well. You just said USA. Um, so we have four different rep groups that handle the, the girth and breadth of the country to distribute everything. Okay, yeah. um, and then we have an own internal force as well. Okay, cool. so so Dix is carrying ammo still, Di not guns, just ammo, right? just the ammo. Is that what it is? And I, I was looking. At, everyone's like the biggest question. I'm not a Dix fan. People. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. Griffin, but I'm glad. I'm glad they're carrying. I'm glad they're carrying your product though. I mean, I, Griffin, you like Dick? Uh, <laughs> Griffin, Griffin loves dicks. <laughs> I mean, he's a big proponent. He's a big proponent of dicks. He's a huge supporter. <laughs> this show just took a yeah. hard left. He's very hands on. Yeah. He's very hands on with his clients. This is more along the lines of what the lead hedger used to hear. Right here. They're like, now they're back on track. <laughs> this just took a turn this for is, the worse. This is the show we're used to here. Welcome to NRA 147. <laughs> There's no hold, no hold bar show. Yeah, right? this is where we're like, fuck right. it. <laughs> <laughs> so ammo-inc.com, yes, A-M-M-O, the dash. little hyphen, uh, I-N-C.com is where they, where they can go and check out your products. Uh, and then, of course, you've got all those retailers that you said where you guys can go and, uh, and get the products there. Um, rifle line coming out soon. Yes, can't, sir. Can't wait for that. Uh, make sure I get on the, the T&E list. Uh, Mr. Dix will handle that. For that, Mr. Mr. Dick proponent over there. <laughs> He's like, you asshole. Griffin, you're never going to let this one down. I'm just letting you know that. So this is the first time you've been on the Talking Lead podcast. Uh, we've got a line of questioning that we hit our new guys with. We call it the new guy questions. Oh, geez. So, this is going to uh, be fun. This will be a tough one. This will be good. This will be good. And we're, we've come up with some new ones Mike and I have for just for NRA as well. Uh, Griff Lifeline's here. What's your what's your uh, earliest recollection of being involved with firearms? My earliest recollection, yeah. like first, yeah, first first uh, exposure to firearms. So I started when I was uh, ten years old. I got a twenty-two Magnum rifle and a four-ten shotgun. We got two. Look yeah, at you like go, that. man. My dad thought it was cool. I was on a ranch. We had a ranch in Kentucky. Okay, so you're from Kentucky. You're from Kentucky. Very, very unchaperoned. Yeah. Dad sense. was like, "Here's your gun. Go have fun." I'm like. Really? He's like, cool. for real, Dad? <laughs> for reals? So there was no other thing. like ear protection or eye protection. Was I, of. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 years old. Back then, it was like, go have fun, son. You know? <laughs> Don't shoot your eye out. Aim it away from the house. <laughs> it was a bolt-action 22 Magnum and a single-shot 410. And that was pretty much a staple, I think, for every kid. Very nice. Do you still have those? Uh, actually, I do. Nice. That's Absolutely. Great. 
Uh-huh. And I have a, my dad passed away, so I have all his what his thirty you have six. Children? Yeah. Okay. So do you? So I just started with them. Okay. So I, my, my kids are a little aggressive, so I need to do a little more training with them. I have a four and an eight-year-old. Yeah, a little more hands-on. Yeah, a little hands out. So I have a yeah. four and an eight-year-old. So they have a massive, extent, very extensive collection of Nerf guns right now. Okay. Which I don't know if you've actually seen. If you guys have kids and you see what these Nerf guns are like, uh-uh. they have this one that's called a rival that holds forty-five rounds, and it's literally just sit there like this and go, and it will leave welts. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm like, that's really not safe. So got I just assumed that that was another NFA item now. No. That nerf. They, you know. Pretty close. You know, it's funny. So my kid, I went to go to a private school, and I, I had a teacher parent teacher conference, the other day, and she's like, you know, can um, Jaden stop talking about guns so often? It was right after everything just happened. Like, can can Jaden stop talking about guns as often in class with all the kids? I'm like. I go, yeah, that's great. I go, but my son loves history and reading books. So he speech, can tell you, on. he can tell you every gun they used in every war and why they used it. Even back to like the muskets, it took him six seconds. Here's the fastest guy I could load in a minute, and this and that. He knew everything about it. He knows all. Yeah, that. he's eight years old. That's awesome. That's crazy. I give him all the magazines. We that's should have him on the show. Home. Absolutely, he could teach he would us love something. It. Oh my gosh. Let's do like, that. Let's plan on it, having it. It's got an AK-47. You got to see it. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Like I have two daughters. I have a ten and a twelve-year-old, and. It, like I think I'm like known as like the merchant of death, you know. Like okay. it, like it's like a weird thing. Like you know, what do you do for the like, merchant of death? Yeah, it's like ah, oh, import guns and the Lord you see of the War. Look on their face, and they're like, really? Yeah, no. I, yeah. So it goes with the import and then guns. So yeah. both of them kind of like. Oh, was that Nicholas Cage Russian. movie about you? Is it? Was that you? That he was Fuck it. Yes. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My my okay. life's just. A little less sexy than he was in that movie, but yeah. I mean, he, he could, there's no way that he could portray the sexiness that is Mike Sodini. Is the, the, this is actually nobody true. in Hollywood can do that. This is a true story, though. Brad Pitt, possibly, but not the dark look. He doesn't have that same look. Yeah. No, but like seriously, when that movie came out, it helped because that was the first question. They're like like Nicolas Cage and Lord of War, and you're like, yeah, it, it's kind of a little. Boring. It's not the it's same boring, as that. No, but like it, it wasn't like. Legally, you know, like it, I like that <laughs> default to like Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage, you know, Lord like, of War, yeah, yeah, exactly, just like that. <laughs> What's your life like? Uh, have you seen the movie John Wick? <laughs> love it. That's what everyone. That's a perception. I love that yeah. movie. I, I, Merchant of Death. You guys are bad guys. Of course not. So the president's going to be here. Vice president's going to be here. Uh, if you could be president for a day, what would your first presidential act be? That'd be a tough one. You never, because I might be running, so this might be able to use against me at some point. Ooh. I, don't know, I, I couldn't qualify in any scape. <laughs> there is one faceted category I could qualify as president, and you're denied. Yeah. Well, you know. What would you do if you came off your first day? I have no idea. I, I mean, he keeps asking that question, and I should have an answer, but I have no idea. That's a, that's a tough one, because there's so many different things, but it's... I look at it because I, I try to go like that broad spectrum. If you do this, what's a ripple effect? You know, how do you actually get it pushed through? Right. It's very difficult because the political process isn't easy as we can see. You know, everyone's got great ideas, but they get stymied, right? And it becomes a political process where no right. one, everyone just postures for their party and they don't posture. Well, for and nobody listens anymore. No, they you don't know care. What I mean? like, they just don't care. So what would I do? Um, get rid of the media? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we have to go after the First Amendment. Yeah, there's yeah. that thing called the First Amendment in there. You gotta that tread thing. on someone's toes. I, I wouldn't even want. I mean, you know what? I, I think I make one thing. For me, I mean, I have a real big issue. Like, if we're going to war, you either go to war or you don't. 
right? It's like, look, if you guys are fucking with us or you guys have an issue, it's just, there's, it's full on, there's a switch. It's on or it's off. So I think I'd make it to create, like, this is it. You guys fuck with us, you're gone. And that's <laughs> there it. There you go. There's my first day. This Watch first the world day. trade. And, you know, it's and now you've alienated. It <laughs> doesn't even matter. <laughs> okay. It doesn't even matter. You're it's done. Okay. you got to try. You, it, you here's the line. We've there, drawn right? the line. You cross yeah. it. You're fucked. <laughs> I don't, I, and I don't mean like an Obama fucked where, oh, we're going to change the line here. Right. We'll change it again. Oh, we're redrawing it. that line back a little further. It's not as thick as it was. <laughs> it's okay. It's thinned it out a little bit. Because I, I think that's one of the issues. You know, we're the, everyone always looks at us, we're the bullies and the police in the world, right? And when we have a weak president, everyone does whatever they want in this world. Right. So I, I think enforcing what we believe in and our policies and we set a line, stick to it. I think that's an important facet. Uh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Man. That was a serious answer. I like that. So what's your... You got you got a question. What? Fucking... If you were a plant, what plant would you be and why? I don't know. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the one we talked about, right? Definitely not a sunflower. <laughs> we, had, we had a... We I, talked about it the other night. The question? I can't remember what it was. This is what happens when we drink. I was hoping you would remember. We drink so and we come up with great if questions. I was, if I was a plant, what I, honestly, what I'd be? Okay. It depends because how, <laughs> how long of a life cycle do you want and how do you want to be chopped up? So See, I go, for me, I'd like to be like eaten. marijuana, yeah. right? Why? Because I was medicinal use. I have a good effect on other people. People are happy when they see me. But the issue is your life expectancy is fucking short. short. <laughs> You're getting murdered and juiced. <laughs> your freaking flowers are getting cut and your rest of your body is getting clothes. juiced. You could be, be a pair of shoes. I mean, you never know. See, you just never know. But, you know, we're not gonna, I'm not talking hemp kind. You're not, so so your, your body's getting juiced. It's getting juiced. Your flowers are going in for someone to smoke and then your body's getting juiced. How do you, how, here, this is a real question. I'm curious. How, how do you like this industry? Love it. I think it's a great industry. I mean, it's, it reminds me a lot of the other industry I was in. in, in yeah. different, it's a very small industry with a big footprint, right? There's maybe 10 or 15 major players in this industry, and there's a lot of the small guys that have the Me Too products and stuff. And I think it's great. It's that shake the hand and let's go to, let's go to business. Right. Um, and for me, from a business perspective, I really like it because from the outside looking in, I'm a marketing guy, right? And I had to build brands, you know, and this is what I do and kind of our company. We approach it very differently. So if you go into like Bass Pro, you'll see our end caps that are going in, or Sportsman's Warehouse, or end caps. It's a trifold end clap with 24-inch video monitor. But we address it, and we do POP, POS. We, we take or If you look at our packaging, there's nothing like it in the industry. right? We just approach it with a different thing. So for us, it's not what we'd call like shooting fish in a barrel, but it gives us a competitive advantage because we come from different, very saturated categories where you really had to be competitive in your packaging and your marketing, right? And how you aggressively went into the retail market or online. I'm an online guy. So, I mean, I, I look at, you know, brick and mortars are going to, you know, have a hard time coming in 18 to 24 months. And I, I, I look at the online. Photo op. Photo we just, op. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> so, I, I see a lot of transition happening in the industry. And I think a lot of transition for the better. You know? I, 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 but I think it's good. I mean, like this show, our first NRA show was last year in Atlanta and it was interesting it was fun this show is going to be crazy this is the yeah. the, the biggest convention in Dallas that they've had I was just looking through the stats oh, every really? single hotel sold out I think they're expecting like 80,000 or something like yeah. that it's I was probably going to be a lot more than that I was here for the uh, DSC back in December the uh, Dallas Safari Club and that was really interesting because it's a very different clientele and you right. see the diversity in this industry like SHOT Show is like uh, you know like SHOT Show is just 
adrenaline. Different like, than whoa, this. Yeah. Right. It's um, a completely different element. If I was president, I would ban Shot Show from being in Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, got, I got one for you. I couldn't believe it was going to be there this year after all that stuff happened. Yeah. Like, oh, they're definitely going to move that shit. I just hate it. I hate having a show like that. Well, like, I heard I, that they had asked the NRA not to come. I, to here? To or, here, yeah. Really? Yeah, they, I'm, yeah, the mayor was. Did they really? Yeah. 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 Fuck Dallas. Let's get out of here. Yeah. No. Well, they, they obviously they did. They didn't yeah. do it. So, I mean, we're I mean, here. And, so. it, and it's the biggest convention they have. And yeah. it, it's funny. Like I said, like, it's, it's like, how can you turn down millions of dollars of it, tourist it, revenue? And it's the whole point is all is about revenue. So you look at what it does for the local economy here. And the local economy right. goes like this. Look at your every hotel slammed right now. Every restaurant's Every booked, restaurant. Right? Everything. Yeah. And collaterally, what happens? People go out and they prolificate. They're going to buy this. Look at Uber. I mean, Uber and like taxi oh, companies Lyft are killing and, uh, right now. Uber and Lyft are We're killing. doing like four uh, Ubers a day or more. Well, you said something <laughs> interesting like that I wish people understood because the knock on the, like you said, so much diversity, which is interesting because most people don't have that perception. You know? It's really a lot of diversity. I mean, like I was saying, like the Safari Club is such a different crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. You walk in and it's people going on safaris are spending 100, 500 grand. Right. You go on a safari. You've got a different. I, Different crowd there, completely, yeah, and you, even like you look. But this, at, you have everybody. You look exactly, and the this shot shows everyone. Everybody. This is a, a mold, but if you look at so far, you look at the type of guns and everything that they're pitching. You're picking up a hundred, two hundred thousand dollar rifle, yeah. right? It, unbelievable, but it's just a different vibe. Like the NRA is great because I love seeing like the kids come through and everything from from the seven year old with the pin coat, or your pin coat bingo, you know, <laughs> the pin and patch coat, right down to the little kids, and it's really like. It's good family. Like when you asked me about my first experience, it was you know my dad giving me my guns, and I still have them. Yeah. Right. And it's supposed. That's how it's supposed to be. And it's something that's a bonding thing. You know, it's not like oh we're gonna go out and kill something. No, it's like it's a bonding experience. Yeah. You know, with your with your sons or your daughters, whoever it is, it's that type well, of. It bonding. is. I mean, you got all walks of life right here in this this one area, this one city in Dallas for this one purpose, but you've got. Blacks and whites and Asians and males and females and kids and I haven't seen an Asian octogenarians and (laughs) but it's true and it's like it's military law enforcement and respectful people respectful yeah I mean nice and respectful man this is the safest place to hang out it's great I mean really it is is. everyone's respectful each other it's the nicest place too (laughs) it's cool with that's one of the things unless you go out to the protesters I don't know if they're out there in the rain or not you know what's funny about the okay so my very first I grew up jersey city kid like not really around guns you know because you just didn't have access to them my very first nra show it was in philly and i would i was walking to to the booth and i there was protesters out there and one of them had a a sign with a deer that was slaughtered like (laughs) like slaughtered like a bear got to it or something but i didn't i wasn't even thinking and i i you know there's only 10 of them i stopped and i'm like that's a shame and the fucking guy's face he was looking at me and I realized, like, oh, shit, he's looking at my badge. <laughs> uh, You're eagle imports? Yeah, we actually bring in eagles. <laughs> we we import eagles. eagles to shoot. To shoot. And eat. To hunt. <laughs> yeah, I just remember because I was just like, he's probably, his mind's blown right now. Because I didn't know. I was just going to be nice to somebody. Like, yeah, You're trying to be so nice. First yeah. of all, I look at these guys. I go, don't you have something better to do in your life? Go home and play with your kids. It's their mission. Do yeah. something. Go online and shop on Amazon. Do so- Why are you fucking standing out in the rain with a fucking sign? Go home, loser. Yeah. I mean, slaughtered deer over your shoulder. Yeah. And half the people have no idea where they're. They just go out there to feel like they're part of some movement and a protest. And they well, don't even know what they're protesting. Well, now, and, and now's in today's environment, these people are hired, too. Uh, yeah. You know, they're hired to come out, and that's 
the majority of them that come out. Why know, don't they the just sit there? of the world are hiring these people I, to go out and stir shit. Absolutely. They should be on the sign corner just spinning signs on the corner right. dancing and music. There's well, your new game. It's, guns are the only, like, you know why I don't talk to brain surgeons about brain surgery? Because I fucking don't know anything about it. So, But it's funny how everybody has an opinion about guns. You know, like, like they will tell you something factual, and you're like, no, that's not how that works. Did you do any research? Like, did you Google it? No. <laughs> they yeah. hear it from someone else. Yeah. And it's, I always well, tell people, like, when I sit me. meetings, like, because obviously we're a public company, right? Our training symbols, POWW, POW, just in case you guys want to know. There you go. So we sit down in Wall Street, and it's either, it's a passion play. And we tell everyone, this industry is a passion play. Either you're super passionate for it, or you're passionate against it. There's none of that in between, well, you know, I thought about gun, this and that. It's either they love it, or they hate it. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised when we sit down, and we're talking New York, Wall Street, everyone. 90% of them are passion for it. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I went to the range once. I shot like 400 rounds. My finger was blistering. <laughs> and you listen to these guys like, oh, where's my wife? Don't tell her. You know, it's like it's that guy talk, like yeah. that adrenaline. They love it. And then we're starting to find out now that more and more females have right. a passion for it. And right. that's right. what's really cool to see. And that's what we talk about streak because... Now, as a couple, you can go out and see where you're shooting. You can help your wife. Too much finger, too little. You know, you, it's a bonding you experience it. now. It's a whole it, whole other bonding experience, not only with the wife, but with yeah. the kids as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a whole family. It, it really is. And it's sports shooting. It's not just hunting. It's, it's everything, yeah. right? And there's nothing with people, oh, I'm hunting, a trophy. Listen, whatever your passion is, if, if you look at Jeff Ran, so we do a, a, a line, a safari line, an American hunting line for Jeff Ran. I don't know if you're Jeff Ran. I have to share him on the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. He's probably the Get him most on here. He's, he's the not, biggest. Ever been on. He's the most famous big game hunter in the world. He Love owns Triple Seven on. Ranch in Hondo here, okay. and then he has five ranches in Africa. I mean, he is the guy when it comes to that. And I originally talked out. I sat down. I was like, Yo, so you know, what do you think about this? He goes, You have to understand that we're the the, the biggest animal conservationist in the world, right? He goes, Absolutely. And if in yeah. Africa, he said. If it wasn't a tag, those animals would be wiped out in three seconds. He goes, the because, poachers. because not even poachers, because they're varmints. Right. He goes, so they don't like their predators. They kill what their, their livestock is. Mm-hmm. He goes, and they'll eat them. He goes, yeah. so they'll be wiped out in three seconds. If it's not a monetary factor for them, it's gone. Yeah. He goes, you don't understand. He goes, the day it's done, it's over. And if you look at Jeff, Jeff's got, I think, 4,000 head. So he has everything but dangerous, but big cats on his facility in, in Hondo, Texas, in the triple seven. And you look at it, he goes, I brought extinct species and I protect them. And he goes, and here's how many babies we have. And here's how many grow in this herd. And he keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And people don't get it. It's like the conservation. We want to protect, right? We want to protect the waters, everything out there because we're geo-friendly. Mm-hmm. And people are, oh, you guys are just out there killing stuff. No, actually we're keeping balance, right? And trying to protect. Yeah. It's a different mindset. Yeah. I've seen a couple of uh, documentaries on uh, Netflix. I think there's one about this guy who does a rhino um, thing in Africa, South mm-hmm. Africa, um, for the horn, you know, because they, they hunt them for their horns. And they overhunt the, the rhino. So this guy has a, res, uh, a preserve that he's, but he actually cuts the horns. He'll go and find all he the rhinos he can, and he'll cut the horns so that they're not desirable. Yeah. So and then the he sells the horn, by the way. Well, he didn't. <laughs> Because it was illegal, yeah. so he he was he was saving them. He had this big warehouse that he was saying he had like fifty tons of rhino horns or something Holy like that. Crap. Yeah, billion dollar yeah. you know stuff. But they recently made it legal to where he can sell that now because it it, it took him like twelve million dollars a year for this this farm that he that he wow. was keeping, and he was going bankrupt. He's like you know 
you, if you don't let me sell these legally, you know, to these places, then I'm going to go under, and then these poachers are going to come in, and we're going to lose all these rhinos. You know? But eventually, they saw the light, and they they made it legal. So this guy, and now he's on the Forbes 500 list. Oh yeah, he I mean he's he, he was apparently already a multi, yeah. you know, millionaire, billionaire, whatever. But he like was was a resort owner, and he was selling his resorts to keep his preserve going. So he had like 12. Uh, resorts, and he was down wow. to his last resort, I think. <laughs> wow, that's a great story. I mean, but the, yeah, it is that, a great story. But if you take that in the broad scale, you go, look at this guy is giving up everything yeah. to preserve and protect. Right. Right? And in, in, a, in a friendly way. You know, but people understand that. Like, yeah. same thing with Jeff. So Jeff has a couple ranches where it's completely illegal to, to do big game anymore. He still keeps it. He goes, because I help the local economy. Yeah. It costs him $250,000 a year on average per, per ranch to keep it open and going. But he keeps keep it going. going and open because he, he doesn't want to cut off the people. Yeah. Right. I mean, which is, that's good. People don't see that. But that's the stories that, that these people don't hear. It's like you said, they just take, you know, Auntie Lucy's word for it. And, you know, they jump on the, the bandwagon of protesting and... Well, they Check can't have an out. emotion. Uh, you know, the emotion comes into play, and they can't have a discussion about it. To, it's emotional. To you definitely, right. you're talking politics, religion. I mean, those are like dangerous those are subjects, no, no, right? Yeah. Because people are like, because eh, they're they're passionate, right? right? And you're never going to change it. Can't get that. Someone can't that's get here, that. here, you're never going to. But you can have, but you can have here, a, like, a yes. non-passionate discussion. But we were with an Uber driver yesterday, and uh, we got to talking. I don't know how it came up, but we were talking about. Uh, started off talking about the new Marvel movie, the Infinity War, and it's like the biggest movie ever now. You know, it's broke all the records and what. So we were talking about that, and uh, then we got talking about it. this guy had a podcast, and I was like, "Well, I got a podcast." And we talked, started talking about. You know, he goes, oh, what, "What's your podcast?" He goes, "It's about comic books and you know pop culture and stuff like that." I was like, "Cool." I said, "I've got one that's similar. It's pop culture, and we talk pop culture, but we do guns. We talk about firearms and guns and stuff like that." And this guy was, uh, he was, he was not anti-gun. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know, I don't, I don't have any guns. I don't really believe in, in personally carrying them. He said, but I have no problem with you and you know your Second Amendment rights. And and we just, we just had a civil discussion. There was no right. heated argument. That's a mature or, mindset, though. And yeah. he, he was just curious. He's like, so I'm just, you know, I'm just curious as to, you know, hunting. He goes, I don't, I don't really get hunting. I don't understand the whole aspect of hunting. And I was like, well, there's, you know, there's, that's a whole, you know, world of, of hunting. There's game, you know, big game hunting. Yeah. There's people who hunt. You know, for their their family, for their livelihood, you know, they rely on deer hunting every year, turkey hunting to put food on the table, and then you have sport hunting. You know, there's sport hunting out there as well. I said, but I was explaining to you, like, you know, they're actually saving a lot of these species because of you know the the hunting that's set up, and the there's rules and laws and regulations that are set up. But I mean, we just had a nice civil. He just asked a question, and I. And those are, those are the good conversations because it's someone with an open mind that doesn't already have, here's what my mindset is. I'm an ammo activist and this and that. And right. should, they're, they're killing dogs and eating them in Carolina. Stop. Right. right. You know what I mean? It's just every, every animal is treated like this because PETA puts some on like, that's one out of freaking a thousand farms that that happens or one out of a hundred thousand. Right. You're always you going to have it, that. You, you show the extreme who, example to prove a point. Like yeah. no matter what, everyone goes, I was, and that's to exactly point, what oh, he here's said. my extreme example. Here's extreme. So you take these extreme examples and they start believing that that's normalcy yeah. and that's their normal example. And you're like, dude, that's the farthest extreme thing on exactly. the planet. And that's right? what this guy said. He said, well, I guess I just, I just hear about the extreme cases i was like yeah uh, that's that's yeah. all the media is going to put out there and push it for right. when it comes to animals too like it that's a you know people put oh, oh they love their like animals. i always say yeah. if michael vick was human trafficking 
humans. <laughs> he would have probably not done any time. They wouldn't like, even care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it was, yeah. He was a coyote. He would still be in the Mexicans NFL. over the border. <laughs> yeah. Michael Vick busted for seven Mexicans over the border in his van. You know, everyone like cares. Yeah. He'd still be Fucking playing dogs, NFL. You're going to jail. He and DMX. He and DMX in prison. Exactly. Dog fighting. You know, you guys should really have, I'll make sure Jeff Rand comes over. We also have Grady Powell. Yeah, I'd love Grady to have Grady Powell. And then we have Chris a little job as well. Oh, so yeah, Chris is, you've got the big, uh, big three. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's go so I got Chris, Grady, Jeff, and then we also have Gatman, which is uh, Chris's husband. He's that's a great guy. You just got to talk to him about guns. I mean, That'd he's, be awesome. My knowledge base is like this. His knowledge base is crazy. I mean, not like his. I mean, his is yeah. If they, if they can break free, but Chris we'd love is to have great. Him on. We'll bring him over. Yeah, that, that's and awesome. Grady's great too. I mean, you'll love him. He's like, oh, that's cool. cool. <laughs> and so those are those are our guys. That's it. And we have Jesse James, obviously. So it's kind of like our yeah. So that's our ammo ink crew. Nice. It's your brand ambassadors. Yeah. And we, nice. we look at it and we, t- we approach this instead of going to have the TR32 bullet. You know, we go, we build brands. So our product lines are individual brands. And Ammo Inc. the kind of the parent company, the umbrella that sits over the brands. Right. So and everyone's that's got their own stuff. Ammo-inc.com. Thank you. Jay, thank you so much for oh, taking the time to you. be on. Uh, whenever you guys start coming out with the, the rifle line, be sure to let us know. Absolutely. We'll have you on. We'll talk about it and let the Leadhead Nation know all about it. Perfect. And then we'll make sure Griff gives you guys a bunch of product as well. You, oh. when, you streak, when you shoot streak, you'll never shoot anything else. I mean, trust me. It, I got everyone I'm goes, shoot it now. I want to try. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Probably have an issue shooting Look, inside I, I, here, I, I, especially yeah. when the president of the VPR coming in. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think they're disarming everybody. Uh, you know they shut the, all the streets down now. They got 1030. We got here just in time. Yeah. Yeah. Nick of, Nick of time today. Thank Gentlemen, thank you so much yeah, for everything. It was great. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Guys, we'll be back with <laughs> more from thank the you. 2018 NRA here in Dallas. That's great. But we are. We are. We are back. <laughs> and we are at the official lead quarters of the 2018 NRA annual meetings and what is it? Exhibits. Annual meetings and exhibits. And exhibits. You like, you, like the, you like to say the whole thing out loud. Why can't they I just say call it NRA show. show. The NRA show. Caleb, what, I'm, I'm just going to call it the NRA show. <laughs> the NRA show. It's the NRA show. The 2018. It's actually the 147th of these that they've had. They've had 147 of these, and Mike's been to every one of them. Every one of them. Started off in Philadelphia. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. On the <laughs> playground is where he spent most of his days. <laughs> you did, though, didn't you? That was... That's not far from the truth. Yeah. You, New Jersey. You, you are the Fresh Prince <laughs> the of fr- Bel Air. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Of Las Vegas yep. now. And then a couple of guys that were up to no good. No and good. <laughs> they were, I think they were making some trouble in the hood. Yeah. Did you ever see that with the, the um, somebody calls into the, like, there's a newscaster and he's d- doing it and somebody calls in and starts telling the story, but he's doing it slow, but he tells the story of the Fresh Prince. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's funny. I haven't seen that one yet. But joining us now, we've got none other than Paul Carlson, and Paul is with Safety Solutions Academy. And where are that? Where are you out of? Cleveland, Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Ohio. And we have met before. We have, yeah. Where did we meet, Paul? Oh, uh, we've met at Shot Show. We've met at Shot NRA Show. shows. We've uh, we've bumped into each other quite a bit. But you haven't been on the show yet, right? I have never been on the show. Not new, the- guy, new, new guy, new guy, new guy. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to hear you with some new guy questions here in a little bit, but Sweet. we want to hear about Safety Solutions Academy. Ooh, you know that's that's one of those 
ever-evolving answers to a question. Uh, uh-huh. Primarily started out as a firearms instructor, so my background is as a teacher, not in law enforcement, not in military, but I was a middle school math and science teacher. So you're a real teacher. Uh, well, you know, kind of. Um, yeah. But I feel like I quit teaching to stay home with my kids and to start doing some of the real teaching that I do now, which is out on the range with uh, defensive handguns, helping the average citizen law enforcement officers get ready to deal with you know, that, that situation they don't ever want to deal with but need to be ready for should they ever face it. So that's right. that's the primary function of Safety Solutions Academy. We do a good bit of media creation, so YouTube channel, podcasts, all those kinds of things that are, that are out there. And uh, I found myself as I continue to create content being asked in the industry by others to create content. So I'm a freelance writer and, uh, and video creator. Okay. Do a lot of work with Athlon Outdoors. So uh, we're talking ballistic magazine, combat handguns, yeah. personal defense world. So those are the folks that, uh, that I'm running with. And so I'm here at the show. Uh, you well, know. Hey, we're creating content right now. That's right. We sure right. Yeah. Lots right. of content. Yep. Lots and lots and lots of content. So uh, do you travel around the United States? I'm working to do less and less of that. Okay. Uh, so you want people to come to yeah. you. I used to do you know 12 to 15 states a year, and uh, now we'll hit two or three. Um, but primarily, I've got a great range that I'm working out of in Northeast Ohio, Southington Hunt Club, and uh, it's a great facility. I like my wife. I like my kids. I like my bed. So uh, I'm spending more time at home. I'll make sure that the, they, they hear this. Yes, yeah. if you could get that to my <laughs> wife and kids, you know, I'd appreciate that. How much totally time? How, how, how do you split your time between doing like media and then also training? That's that's a tough question uh, because we've got to look at it from not only just what it is that I want to be doing, but also what it is that produces income. And so right now, I'd say I'm probably 70% in the media creation and 30% into um, other things. Right. Um, some of that media is still for my own brand, Safety Solutions Academy, and then Mavericks, which we can talk about in a little bit. Um, but, you know, I'd love to be out on the range teaching more. Right. I really would. But it's also a, a super busy, you know, there's a lot of instructors out there. There, there's a lot of noise to try and cut through to be noticed in the industry as a firearms instructor, which is right. a challenge. Yeah, and so, like you mentioned law enforcement. Yeah. This is a discussion I had uh, with a couple of buddies the other day because we were talking about the lack of training that a lot of police departments sure. have. I was sure. actually, I had a cop sitting with us, and he, he, he's Boston area, and he was saying, you know, we pretty much qualify once a year, and that's sure. about it. Like, there's not a lot of training. Different agencies right. have different training cultures that surround them. There's no doubt about that. Some of them have a very high-level training culture or maybe even find pockets within agencies that are very high-level. But at the same time, there are agencies that don't have the funds, don't have the leadership, don't have the knowledge, and it makes it more difficult for them do, to train. Do you feel like it's more of a funding thing? You said leadership. That's kind of interesting. I well, mean, that's... In a lot of things, right. things come from the top down. Right. You know, if there's a culture that is established that that reveres training as one of the tools that law enforcement officers can use to solve problems, then that's going to be reflected in what it is that the decisions that the department makes. But a lot of departments, let's not forget, law enforcement officers, and, and I'm not a law enforcement officer, never have been one, but they have a very diverse job. You know, we think about, in a firearms industry, we think about the, the firearms part of it as being the most important, and it may very well be. But the, the question that we've got to ask ourselves is, is what other jobs do they have? Uh, they've got paperwork to handle. They've got traffic to deal with. They've got security. education. Edu- absolutely. Yeah. There's all these different areas that they need to be uh, focused on 
we look at training as being an important one, and it is, but it may not be the priority of the leadership. Right, right. So, and right. I don't mean to be critical of police officers, because there are not great right. agencies and great officers out there. There are some that simply don't have that culture. So I'd love to see that culture. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's also a situation with the armed citizen. It's the, the armed citizen does not necessarily understand how important training is. The people that are here today don't understand how important training is. Yeah. But that's what we preach on this show is that if you're going to be a responsible firearms owner carrier, training is the most important thing that you can get. Not even more important than your firearm. It's the training. Yes. You you need to know situational awareness, when to, when not to, how to, but more importantly to put your body under that stress. Yes. Certainly. And and walking into a training class, it's one of the reasons why some people may choose not to train is because it is an inherently stressful situation. When a student walks into a class, they may not know the gear to bring. They may not know the way to behave when they get to class. What should they do with their firearm? What shouldn't they do with their firearm? What's going to happen during that class? And that can be really a concerning thing to folks. Yeah. And it's well, important. first thing they should do is listen. Sure. You know, read the just emails. Listen. Read, read the, the emails, emails that right? come before class. <laughs> do they often will tell you. You right. know, spend some time on that instructor's YouTube channel or, or wherever they're putting their out website. Media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's usually detailed information on what you need, and if you don't Absolutely. have it, you can call them. Absolutely, and find that. And, and so we just have to be willing to step outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. Nothing good is going to happen until you're uncomfortable. If you're if you're feeling comfortable, nothing good is going to happen. You know, I, I heck, I haven't been on a podcast in a while. I have my own podcast, but I got to tell you, I haven't you're doing recorded good, since December, and it's a little bit uncomfortable to get a message saying, "Hey, you want to join us?" And yeah, let's do this. Hell and, yeah! And yet here I am because why? he's got a radio voice too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Why? Thank you very much. Well, you're <laughs> very welcome there. <laughs> yeah. So, got to step outside the comfort zone. I think that's really important. Yeah. But that's a, that's another thing that you know, we, we point out is that. If you're considering, if you're on the fence of you know whether you want to get your concealed carry or not, whether you want to carry a firearm, the best thing to do is go to one of these training classes. Absolutely. And if you if you can't take the stress there, if if the stress is too much for you during one of these classes, then in real life situation, just imagine. So maybe maybe it's not for you. You know maybe you shouldn't be that person, and that's how you find out. Absolutely. And I've you had know. conversations after classes with students about that. Almost always student initiated conversations where they say, hmm, this might not be the right thing for me. Right. Um, and maybe it's because. And they, that's okay. It is There's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. that. Is, it is okay. Not everybody has to be carrying a gun. No. No. But it is your Second Amendment right. And it is our, you know, our God given right that we can own firearms and we can carry and protect ourselves and our family and our loved ones. But you don't have to. That's right. And we're not going to force that on you. Just like people are trying to force our Second Amendment, taking our Second Amendment rights away right. from us. Right. Yeah, yeah it shouldn't it's happen. not logical. Right? It's not. We're not forcing them to carry guns. They shouldn't force us not to carry guns. Right. And they're not going to be able to. They can't. True <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah. True that. Courses are the first course. I, I took courses later in life because we, we were having this discussion off air. Right. But, you know, growing up in Jersey, you just right. don't have access to a lot of the stuff, a lot of the guns. But... Um, the first time I ever took one was Rob's class, Rob Pinkus' sure. course. And I came in super unprepared because that's, you know, no one told me and I didn't get any email. But that's now, the uh, thing, if you've never done it, you can't really prepare yourself other than just what the instructor tells you to bring. That's right. You're not going to, you don't know what to expect as far as how you need to act. and re- You just listen. You start, li- they're going to tell you what you need to do. You just, you do, 
Yeah, I took it on. A, it was say. like one of those spur of the moments. Like, why don't you jump in on this thing? And right, he's good about that. Yeah, and I was up all night out drinking. It's like, hey, I'm in town. I, I got a class. Come literally on. Literally, like sweating, and you know, but it, it's it's an intimidating process. I mean, looking at it from the standpoint, like um, the way I saw it was, you know, I'm out there on a stage sometimes. You know, sure. You know, and our our ego is on the line yeah. when we're out there either as a student or as an instructor and i think that's one of the things we have to be willing to to put aside you know understand and you know i've got i've got young kids and so i tell them this don't spend so much time worrying about what other people think about you i guarantee all your friends are more fo- focused on what people are thinking about them right. than thinking about you at all and it's the same thing when you go to a class you feel like everybody's staring at you but everybody else is worried that you're staring at them. So yeah. don't, you know, just, just get over it and step into it. Yeah, it's it, it definitely something you should try to do at least once. Well, it's like anything you do for the first time, whether it's music lessons or, you know, whatever it may be, dance class or I'm, I'm things Mike's interested in. Here, yeah, I'm dance, about I love dance. He, he, he loves dance. Jazz, tap, and hip-hop, but we'll yeah, talk about that in the next segment. There's always that level segment. of um, uncomfortable, but you just you <laughs> throw yourself in and you get over it and you do that's it. That's right, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is, uh, it's, no, but seriously, like my, the experience that I had. So I go through the course, mm-hmm. right? And I find out at the end of the course that it's like I'm a better shot on the run than I am like a stationary shooter. That's something I learned about myself. Sure. Like even Rob was like, our worst, like, you know, Rob's my friend. So he's like, our worst shooter apparently is our best shooter when he moves. But maybe, and he thought maybe that's because I'm not thinking as much as I'm... That's a really important part. You know, sometimes we can get into our own heads to the point where we can interfere with just natural physical movement, just being athletic. You know, if we're over-processing something, then we just we just become all thumbs. Right, right. It's crazy. I did, I felt, you know, it's an all-day course, the one I took, and I did feel like I came out of there learning something and a better shot. You know, like, I, I, de- I definitely felt that. Well, and the great things about firearms training, or one of the great things about firearms training, is the fact that oftentimes what you learn may have nothing to do with firearms training. You, you know, you, you take away things that can help you in your everyday life that have nothing to do with guns yeah. just by going out, and you said it before, stress, putting yourself under stress and, and learning how to respond to it and how it is you can work through that. Yeah. Who doesn't Situational awareness. Yeah. Who doesn't experience stress in their life? Everybody does. And so we, we need to learn to work through that, and firearms training can simply be a vehicle to get to just a better life. That's a good point. So your website? Yeah, safetysolutionsacademy.com. And that's all spelled out, S-A-F-E-T-Y-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S. It is a long one. A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Now, if you guys don't want to all pitch in, we'll see if we can find SSA.com. Maybe we'll buy that URL. I don't know what that's going to run, $250,000, $300,000. Is it already taken? I have no idea. Never didn't even bother to look. Right now, right now, it's going to get snatched up. (laughs) Somebody's (laughs) going to go buy it right now and then sell it to you. Park it, yeah. Well, Well, very cool. Um, So they can go there. There's your... Courses, classes set up there? That yeah, they can courses and classes are set up there. Scheduled. And, uh, yeah, um, and we've got all kinds of other stuff as well, you know, not just not just the classes and the media, but also I've got a product, the, uh, the MagFix, okay. which is a magazine base pad for the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield. Well, let's cool. talk about that. Sure, yeah. So uh, the Shield is one of the most popular guns that's out on the market. Tons of people love the Shield. It's just the right size to make it easy to carry concealed, and yet it's large enough that you can still shoot it. A lot of the easy guns to conceal are tough to shoot. Now, is this it right here? Uh, this is the, yeah, the, the MagFix, which is on the eight-round magazine. I love it when people bring show-and-tell. Yeah, show-and-tell yes, yes. is good stuff, especially for podcasts, you know? Yep. Uh, people can really well, see what it is for what me because I can talk about it better. <laughs> I, can help, I can help talk about it better. So one of the really 
only disadvantages, as far as I'm concerned, with the shield is the magazine base pad and sleeve for the eight-round magazine. The factory part, the sleeve, which is a, an important piece, slides up and down in the magazine pretty freely mm-hmm. so it can get in the way. Uh, it also tends to trap an empty magazine in the gun. Your hand tends to grab onto the back of it and hold it in place, so it's hard to reload the gun. And it's really pretty smooth. There's not much to grab onto. So if you need to deal with a stuck magazine or even just the ability to grip the gun while shooting, there's not much there. So I I took those three issues and really saw these being experienced by my students again and again on the range in classes and set out to to develop a product that was going to solve those problems. And that's what the MagFix is. And that's the MagFix. The MagFix. You can find it. It's it's on safetysolutionsacademy.com, but you can find it at magfix.co. So does this just replace the base plate for the... Yep. Two-second installation. Replaces the base plate and the sleeve. Locks them together. Gives you a good gripping surface and uh, relieves the back so it's got a lower profile. So it drops free. What does this cost? Yeah, Twenty four ninety five for the MagFix. So Twenty four ninety five, and they yeah. go to uh, SafetySolutionsAcademy.com yeah. to get this. Yep, or MagFix.co. I'll take you oh, right okay. to the page. There you Mag go, MagFix.co. You got it. So very nice. Pretty excited about it. Is it, it just for the Smith and Wesson that right now? Right now, it's just for the Shield. We're looking to roll out a version for the M and P Compact so that we can accept full size magazines in the M and P Compact. And then, you know, I got an email just this morning. Hey, when are you coming out with one for the XDS? As soon as we can get those projects going, and uh, you yeah. know, the more the more people get, as soon as y'all buy shield, more of these, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Share it with your friends, and uh, and we'll get it off. So, uh, Mike's been big on the R and D process. Mm. What what was your R and D process on this? We started out uh, four years ago, and basically, my original solution was to tell students just take this darn sleeve off, get rid of it, and we started to break guns. People would over-insert the magazine, break the ejector, and shut their gun down. Well, we can't have that, right? That's a, that's a problem. Yeah. So I started to try and find a solution, and I found somebody that literally just carved out a, a version from aluminum. Like, he just threw it on a milling machine and started to, you know, make some things from my design happen, and, and we went from there. Took the SHOT Show in, I don't know, four years ago, and yeah. found a vendor that was ready to do the design work and start producing them. Hey, you ready for this? Forty nine ninety five a part. Like I was paying more than thirty dollars for my my Crap. cost for these aluminum parts. I mean they were, but it was the beginning, right? That sure. Was, so we got them out there. The product worked. People loved it. And then it was just a matter of of taking and saying, okay, how can we make it better and more accessible? The price had to come down. We're talking about a gun that's being sold at two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. Right. A fifty dollar accessory not going to be successful and so that's why we've been working to take it to polymer and so you know it's just been a design evolution from there to figure out what was actually going to work and and we made some changes and they're they're good changes we're happy with it nice that's a very good uh good looking product thank you i don't i don't shoot the uh the shield so i'm not personally familiar with that but I guarantee you a lot of our listeners are, and they're, they're relating to this right now. It's a popular gun. And if you find yourself having that magazine stick, you know, this is this is the solution to that, to be able to get that reload more efficient and faster. Yeah. So I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased with how it came out. Very cool. Um, any more products That's that the you want one. to talk about? That's the one. Okay. So if you could be the president. Woo. <laughs> Question time. For I don't the want, day. I don't want to be the president. New guy okay. questions. New guy questions. If you could be the president for the day, just one day, what would be your first presidential act? Uh, I would start an educational campaign on responsibility. 
I would just in general responsibility. highly encourage our citizenry to become responsible for themselves. I wouldn't focus it around firearms. Of course, here we are at the NRA show, and, and firearms may be part of that for some people. But the simple fact is, is we have a trend in our country, in our in our society, that is leading people to expect others to take responsibility for them, and that is leading us down a, a, a desperate bad, path. bad direction. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's that's what I would do as an educational. Uh, this is your brain on responsibility. No, that's Nancy's deal. I'm not sure what the slogan would be, but, <laughs> this but is responsibility. Your brain. Good old Nancy. Yeah. Big head Nancy. <laughs> yes, that is a true statement. <laughs> she was the original bobblehead, but yeah, <laughs> bless her heart. <laughs> so um, I'm going to hit you with some of the other. I'm going to hit you with all the new guy questions. Okay. Um, when it comes to pop culture, mm. what's your go-to that's gun-related, whether it be a movie, a magazine, a TV show, a song, video pop game? Culture. Yeah, pop culture firearm. What's what's your go-to? Um, I guess I'd have to go with NRA TV. Okay, you know, hit that real quick and see what's uh, what's trending, what's happening, what's uh, Colian Noir doing. Uh, yeah. I guess that would be my my immediate fix. There you go. Good answer. Thank you. We've not had that one before. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. That's a first. Yeah. That's a first. Ah, here at the NRA annual meetings yeah. and <laughs> events. Company so guy. bucket list. <laughs> What's your next gotta have, wanna have piece of equipment, gun, whatever it may be, kit? It could be a gun, it could be any. There's Bursa over there, yeah. there's Grand Power, there's Metro Arms, there's Llama, there's the, SPS. The new Strabog I mean, is over there. There's plenty of guns here. Plenty of guns right here. <laughs> I uh, would not necessarily care necessarily about the brand or anything else, but I would love to have an intricately suppressed, suppressed AR. So I'd be looking at something that was short and uh, 16 inches total length of suppressor on it for home defense. That nice. would be that'd be awesome. Sounds good. I mean, I was looking for something else, but that's okay. Going go in another direction that. with that. I, yeah, we'll go uh, off air. If we'll you could spend it. the day at the range <laughs> with anyone, still alive, dead, fictional, this a group is, of people or a group of people. This is a really difficult question because there are so many great answers to it. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Clint, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, It'd okay. Be great to go to the range with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, as as a, his fictional characters or, or just Clint, Clint Eastwood. I think I'd actually be most interested in, in Clint Eastwood himself and getting inside of his head. Uh, what, you know what a, what a cool character um, as a person as well. I love his Detroit. I'm a Detroit boy. Grew up in Detroit, so I love his revitalizing Detroit commercial that he did for Chrysler, yeah. probably three or four years ago for the Super Bowl. Yeah, great commercial, and it just uh, has this great get off my lawn. Didn't Eminem approach. do one of those too? He did. And it was also a good commercial. So you know, Har- Har- Heartbreak Ridge is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, right on. That was great just one. like as a kid. I love like Heartbreak yeah. Ridge. It was a great. There's so many the lines. Swede. In it. There's so many great. Remember lines the Swede? Yep. Sweet, well, you know, sweet, sweet, and yeah, bringing up Eminem, you know, he eight mile. I grew up on four and a half mile. <laughs> four and a half so, mile. Yeah, it was it was rough when I was a kid, for sure. What do you? I just got a text. Uh, text, <laughs> text messages. <laughs> well, like, he's, he's standing right me, there. Make sure it, it was my wife and kids <laughs> saying. Thank I was going to make sure it was. wasn't the president. You know, 
Trump one. I, here, I got a product for you. Here. Take a few of these. This is cool. So this no is no sweat. sweat hat liner. See, like, like when you're training, stick them in the hat. And so then your hat won't sweat through. Right. And you got helmet liners. No sweat. Oh, helmet nice. liners. Hat liners. Take some hat liners. Try them when you're on the, like I said, you're doing a training course or something. Yeah, have right it on. Put them in the, I love it. It's a three pack, so I can put yeah. in my three favorite hats. There you go. Oh, we'll give you a few. Very I got plenty cool. of them. Peel it, stick he, it. He can set you up as a as a distributor. Yeah, actually, would love your opinion on it. Like, shoot me an email. Just be like, hey, cool, these are awesome, or they suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Man. I will. I will let I like you honesty. know. Here's here's my issue. I want somebody to make a product. You know, we talk about the Magfix was a solution to a problem. Yep. I have a small head. I do too. I, I got a real small head. Get a hat. Like, if I were to walk around the show right now, I would not find a single hat here. I'm with that you. I could wear without having to. You got buy kids hats. Yeah, I that, I need a child's hat. Child's hat. I need a child's hat. I hope that I'm just using more percentage of the small brain than the average person, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, problems. Definitely problems. Paul, thank you so much for taking the time to be on. Thanks for having me. Sharing, sharing your, your wealth of knowledge and this uh, your mag fix mag fix yeah. with the Leadhead Nation, man. They're definitely going to go uh, check that out. I really appreciate it, guys. Have yeah. a great rest of your show, okay? Yeah, thank you. We'll do it. Guys, we'll be back with more from the official lead quarters here at the 2018 NRA Show at Eagle Imports. All right, Leadheads, that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed our day one, part one, for our 147th annual NRA meetings and exhibits interviews. That was a great first round. We've got plenty more coming up for you guys to enjoy. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss a single interview that we did. They were all awesome interviews. Big thanks to our buddies over at the Eagle Imports booth, Mike and Raphael, for sponsoring the Talking Lead show this year for the 2018 NRA shows. It was a great time. The booth was beautiful. It was awesome. If you guys were there, you saw it. Uh, We're going to be posting pics for you guys who didn't. Uh, Be sure you're checking Instagram, Facebook, uh, our website. Definitely when I post these shows, I always put pictures with them associated with the people and companies that are on the show along with the links that you can go to and check out these awesome products. And guys, they were offering, uh, a lot of these companies were offering discounts just for people who were attending the uh, NRA show. Uh, but because they were on the show, if you're listening to the show, they've done some extensions on these deals, just like Christine Rogers did with Snag Mag, giving you guys that 20% off. Uh, and then Tony Stark, <laughs> was his code name, with Ultradyne, uh, throwing in uh, an additional aperture if you guys go and buy their product off of... Uh, Brownell's website so more of that coming for you guys there were some other companies that were extending discounts to you guys so make sure you're checking those out and make sure that you support those who support our show the official optics of Talking Lead Right On USA R-I-T-O-N those guys were there they were so busy you know they're normally on the show Brady comes on and and talks to you guys and gives you updates, but uh, they were so busy he wasn't able to make it. But we're going to get Brady on uh, in another episode, and we're going to get some updates from Ride On for you guys. But uh, make sure you're going to RideOnUSA.com, checking those guys out and using that discount code Leadhead X Steel Targets X Steel Targets. 
the best, most affordable AR500 steel targets on the market today are X-Steel targets. In an interview that we got coming up with Charlie Melton, uh, Charlie was there, Brad Stair, and we talk about his upcoming world record longest rifle shot. Uh, he's going to break his own record, and he's invited us out to uh, to Utah when he does that. It's going to be awesome. X-Steel targets is going to be taking part in that. Bud is designing some special targets uh, for I think they said they're going to do 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 yards, and they may even go 7,000 yards. It's going to be amazing, and uh, yours truly is going to get some trigger time on those shots as well. So that's coming up in September, but like I said, that's going to be an interview. We're going to talk about, uh, we'll talk more about that with Charlie and Brad in one of our next um, episodes from NRA. And we're going to have several of these guys. This is just part one, day one. Part one, day two. Uh, I think we'll we'll be able to get the rest of day 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 one in there, and then we'll have at least three episodes from day two, and probably two from day three. So lots of great interviews, and I'm going to be dropping these um, a little differently than I normally do. So you guys keep your eyes peeled. They're going to be hitting your podcasting stations soon. Modern Spartan Systems. Check them out at modernspartansystems.com. Don't just lube and clean your guns. Optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems line of gun cleaning oils and cleaning products. And, of course, they've got the TVT engine oil additive, which keeps the old lead sled going. My 97 Yukon uh, is over 300, and we're getting close to 320,000 miles. I didn't take it to NRA. didn't drive it to Dallas. It needs some new tires. haven't had an opportunity to get in and get me some new treads on the lead sled, but I'm working on that. So uh, you guys keep your eye out. The lead sled will be back in action before you know it, and that's thanks to Modern Spark Systems TVT engine oil additive but if any of you lead heads happen to know of a place where i can get a great deal on some like uh some mutters or some all-terrain tires that would look good on the lead sled uh, shoot me an email at talkinglead at gmail.com 1776 united makers of talking leads awesome t-shirts the Leadhead brigade t-shirts we've got out they're new we've got a patch for that as well uh, I actually got my first patch at SHOT Show. James came by and uh, hooked me up with a few of those. He, he pretty much sold uh, everything that he brought to the show there. So I was fortunate enough to, to get a couple of those. And um, if you guys are interested in checking those out, go to 1776united.com. Uh, and then we've got our classic Talking Lead t-shirts there. And um, coming soon, James and I talked about this at the show uh, we've got another Talking Lead logo from uh, those three submissions when we had the contest where we picked the uh, Leadhead Brigade logo. Uh, we're going to kick off the next one of those logos in a in a T-shirt, and then also on our tumblers, uh, our Talking Lead cauldrons, our Talking Lead assault mugs, our Talking Lead uh, tumblers, lead tumblers. We've had several different names suggestions for that we still haven't picked the winner of that so i'm going to let you guys know that uh, next episode uh, we're going to pick a, a name for it and go with it but uh some great suggestions we even had one that was uh, i kind of liked it but uh i don't know you guys i may put them out there and let you guys vote on it like we normally do that's probably how i'll do that yeah so that's what we'll do we'll, we'll pick like the three or four best suggestions and then we're going to let you lead heads vote on who the winner is so 
Yeah, that'll be cool. That's the way we're going to do that. Our newest sponsor, Smith & Bradley Defy Watches, the official wristwear of Talking Lead. These guys have been phenomenal. Jeremy over there has been great with hooking you guys up with some amazing deals. You need to go back to uh, episode uh, 242 and listen to the amazing deals that he is offering just for you leadheads. And you, it's only people who are listening to the show. So you got to go back, listen to that show. And it's crazy the deals that he's offering on these Defy watches just for you leadheads. Uh, I was able to give a few of those away at the NRA show. So some of you leadheads that came by said hi, helped me out with uh, some of the man on the street kind of stuff. We're, uh, we're lucky enough to get one of these awesome scouts and battlefield watches. So make sure you go to defywatches.com. Check out the scout watch and the battlefield watch. Just like I said, I mean, really good watches. I've got both of those watches. I love them both. They do, they both have different functions. Really love the battlefield for kind of like my EDC bang around watch to the, the gym, going to the range, shooting. Uh, just kind of my everyday EDC kind of watch. It's perfect for that. Uh, and then the Scout, love taking that when I'm traveling. It's got uh, like 48 different time zones on there. Uh, it's got a digital compass on it. And the looms on these things are really good, so it makes it really easy to see at night. Uh, and it's got, uh, they both have like stopwatches and just tons of features, especially for the price. I mean, they're already priced phenomenally low, but the discount that you guys are going to get on those, it's crazy. So uh, go go listen to the show. Uh, and then there's another one called the Sands 13 2.0, and that's through the Smith & Bradley line. And if you go to smithbradleyltd.com, smithbradleyltd.com, you can check out those amazing watches there, but you got to go back and listen to episode 242 to find out how you can get a, uh, a pre-order amazing deal on that Sands 13 2.0. So go to the website, check it out, and if you still want to get on, in on that deal, you can't pre-order it from their website anymore. They cut that off. Only leadheads have gotten the extension on that special price. Uh, for that, and I know a lot of you have already taken advantage of it, so you guys are going to be really pleased when you get your uh, Sans 13 2.0. High Threat Concealment, uh, those guys were at the show as well, didn't get a chance to, to get them in, but I know that they've got some awesome new stuff. Uh, I actually just got a box f uh, full of cool stuff from High Threat Concealment, their Vantage holster, the uh, M4 mag stackers, I got those. I got the uh, quick response system, uh, their belt, uh, all kinds of stuff. So I got I got me a full rig now from High Threat Concealment. Uh, you guys check them out, HighThreatConcealment.com, and they've got a holster uh, for just about every handgun that you can think of. And if you don't, you get in touch with Adam over there, and they can make sure that they they get one custom made for you. Uh, they do them with uh, the holsters for guns that have lights. Uh, and then, of course, all the different kinds of mags and their belts are really, really nice. So you guys check them out, highthreatconcealment.com. 
So make sure you're going and you're supporting those who support the show. That's how we're able to bring you guys all these awesome 2A interviews and information on companies, products, and people. And we want to continue to be able to do that for you guys. Uh, so go show them some love. And they're showing you guys love, too, uh, by offering all these discounts. All of our companies, they've got the lead head discount code set up. You're going to get some kind of awesome discount on their products. Uh, but if it doesn't work, let me know because some of them expire and we just have to remind them to renew that, uh, that discount code. All right, guys, uh, I will talk to you next episode. But until then, as always, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. <laughs>